guest, Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. How are you? I'm very well, Tony. Episode mullet. Oh, well, it is too. Yeah, or Moulet if he played in the World Cup final. Yes, well, you know, if you if you come from the Paris end of the Mal, Paris Highlander, as I do, it would be Moulet, Tony. However, very interesting. We we were talking off air about who we recalled. In the as the wear of the goods, and we both concurred on one. Do you recall who? Yes. Who was that? PB Paul Bauer. Paul Bauer. Paul Bauer, the Bowerbird. We remember. But interestingly, when you go back looking at the numbers. Um, it's a number that probably hasn't featured prominently with some of the great numbers in Carlton history. However, uh, Justin Murphy oh, of re- course, uh, yes. played 115 games in the number 18 Guernsey, yeah. uh, tragically falling one short of the record holder in the Guernsey, Arthur Sanger, who, who played 116 games for Carlton wearing the number 18 between 1939 and 47, and he was a premiership Difficult player, he was a member of the bloodbath. Yes. Um, but that's a long time ago, so that record is, has stood and remains in place for, what What are we yet now, 47, so that's uh, 71 years, is that, if my sums are right? Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. I'll give you the rounding benefit. Yes, um, so um, so there's, an, there's a Guernsey number that's... Uh, Right for the breaking uh, in terms of the record, but whether Moulet, comma, A gets there remains to be seen. Well, we'd, we'd like to think so, um, but uh, look, at the moment we know it's hard going for the Carlton Football Club. We're going to review uh, the Carlton St Kilda game. It was a 64 point loss, nearly 11 goals to St Kilda, 16 oh. 20, a Carlton 7 10, Friday night clash. So, what's that? 17 scoring shots to 32. Mm. Uh, Cripper, he again dominated tone, but yes, it was not great to watch, but there was passages. I want to come on. There was a passage in there (laughs) where the future announced itself. I I think you're referring to the point of the year. Is it the the poster that Harry Mackay slotted? Is that the the moment? That was really exciting. His mobility for a big man is really, really exciting. Oh, yeah. And look, didn't it warm the cockles of the hearts of uh, all Carlton supporters and members everywhere to see the big fella out there strutting his stuff. Gee, he's a great mover, yeah. isn't he? For a fellow that's, you know, six, eight in the old measurement, um, he just uh, moves so athletically. And, um, you know, we take heart from performances of, of players of the future like Harry McKay on a night where, you know, um, sadly, you, you're trying to erase these games from the memory bank. Yeah. They're just horrible horrible contests. Well, no contests at all, really. Well, um, no, but see, you, you take out what, I guess, you salvage what you can. You get you look for the diamond in the dung heap. And uh, there was one string of play. Uh, so not the Harry McCoy. No, no, no. no. Really this it got me really, really excited. It was uh, Lockie O'Brien, Paddy Dow and Zach Fisher all in a chain. It ended with the ball going out of bounds um, because of some pressure applied. Nonetheless... The skills exhibited, the speed, um, and uh, just the, I don't know, the presence of those three players. It was a snapshot of the future. Yes. And uh, to me, that that's what I took away from Friday night. Yes, yes. And I think uh, where we are in our evolution, you, you have to look at those, as you say, the diamonds in the dirt, um, you know, where Carlton's heading, and, and that is our future, as you've articulated. But... My crikey, it was a long night, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, you, you lose uh, crews early. Yes. That's going to hurt. And then, of course, that 
chucks all your structures out the window. You mentioned um, Harry Mackay. He's in the ruck, so yep. I'm sure he uh, that wasn't in his planning. It may not have been the majority of his planning going into Friday night, no. but that's where he finds himself. And then um, that's where St Kilda won the game. Yes. And, and I suppose, Tone, um, this probably goes gets a script a little bit, but we're, we're talking, uh, uh, we're recording in the wake of the... Um, the Silvani oh. interview on Footy Classified. Now, I, um, I didn't have the pleasure of seeing oh. it, but in the uh, the pre-record chat that we had with Lucy and yourself, both of you were very impressed by <laughs> Sosa's performance. Can you give us a, can you give us a review of that, please, well, Tone? Well, you know, I was, I was somewhat surprised that that that. Uh, that someone from the club would actually volunteer his services to take the hot seat, yeah. as it was. But Soss, to his credit, put his hand up. Look, he came off the long run. It's fair to say that he went in uh, pretty well prepared uh, because he was basically throwing it back on um, particularly Carolyn Wilson, uh, Matthew Lloyd, uh, who were querying the selection strategies, you know, and some of the names that have been brought into the club. And what he what he did effectively articulate was the modus operandi behind getting certain players in to actually affect a chain reaction with trades and, mm. and new players. And um, I think the example he gave was uh, the, the, the you know the deal involving Kerridge that I think resulted in in um, uh, Menzel heading to Adelaide. Yeah, uh, Menzel since that's Troy Menzel, been to list yeah. of Troy. And um, a, a pick being involved that that was later used to uh, land Charlie Curdo. Who never heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, what's so, he done? So so he, he articulated uh, the 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 case very very well, and he defended the club's um, and, and his own actions, obviously over the past of the two and a half uh, seasons of the rebuild. And um, if you look at uh, the reaction in the wake of that interview, you know, on social networks and wherever, um, a lot of Carlton members and supporters um, who who have felt to a man, woman and child like soft targets these yeah. last few weeks yeah. were so thrilled that um, someone with a bit of clout at the football club was going in to, to back the club and the decision-making to the hill. Um, and you also had people non-aligned with the club that w- were each commending Silvani on... on on fronting up and basically stating the club's case, so um, the general consensus was one uh, nil Silvani. It was a, it was a it was a great performance, and uh, I urge anyone that m- may not have seen that particular interview to um, to call it up uh, on the net because it, it is well worth a look. And um, and as I said, Stephen really articulated the club's position pretty well. Well, it's how he played the game. <coughs> uh, over three hundred of them. With nice backhander for Lloyd too at the end, so it's worth oh, a, it's worth a look. Yes, well, Lloyd, who by rights should have ended up at Carlton. Well, John Lloyd was uh, unfortunately tiptoed by Barassi, uh, you know, in the sixties. Played a few games for the club here, and um, you do wonder what might have been had um, John Lloyd hung on for a hundred games. Anyway, you know, might have been that, a different story. That's by the by time, but I did want to. Um, Pick on because the Herald Sun. I didn't see it. I just read a transcript of it in the Herald Sun. But what did come through was that uh, Silvani Sauce was absolutely committed to the rebuild process and um, to the coaching future of Brendan Bolton. And he and he used the phrase I always uh, identify now with Wayne Britton, sticking fat. <laughs> But Wayne Britton uh, made that fashionable, didn't he, to a point? But uh, look, I agree with what you're saying. Um, uh, I think, um, yes, to articulate the club's position, um, he, he mentioned, you know, that the, you know, the fallout from the rebuild is an ideal. I mean, you want uh, you want immediate 
results. Mm. Everyone does, but the reality is that it just doesn't happen that way. So uh, I think, again, impressed upon um, Carlton people the, the need for patience. Um, uh, but what he did uh, stress was that, that every decision uh, that the club had flagged, they had... Um, had gone with that um, they said that they would rebuild the team and, and, and strip back which they've done they told uh, the members that they would be drafting in young talent which they have done uh, now it's fair to say that there's probably going to be more of a focus on, on experience yes. um, but but uh, they're, they're sticking the course and they are um, operating to script so um, Carlton members, while it is you know hard to watch on at the moment, uh, are, un- are left under no illusions that this is part of the the grand plan. And, and um, you know, to borrow a, a well word, well used word, we're we're all on the journey. Um, yeah, the journey continues. Well, yeah. Look, uh, as far as uh, Sauce's eye for talent, I think it was on display. We're going to mention Zach Fisher in a moment. Yes. Um, you do mention older players. Daisy, we saw Devil Daisy and Good Daisy on Friday night. There was a, a goal on the run that was a, a, a reminder of just how spectacular he is or was as a football talent. But there was also other moments there where as a senior player you just think, where did that brain snap come from? Yes, yes, a fair call. Look, Daisy, um, uh, he has his fair degree of knockers, I guess, but I... Looking at it in totality, I think it's probably been his best year for Carlton. Mm. Um, you know, at, at, a, at a moment in time where where we need uh, whatever experienced players we have up and about, really, really setting the standard. And I think that he has done that. Mm. Um, he's a chirpy fellow. Um, uh, he's a you know bubbly, effervescent sort of character, and I think that's good for the club. Um, notwithstanding his, the experience that he brings, uh, based on you know he's a premiership player, so based on his years in the game, I think I think he's important in other respects to Carlton, the young Carlton team at the moment, and. In actual fact, I think it was on on the program, uh, Footy Classified, that might have been talking footy, I can't remember now, that they were talking about the impact that experienced players had had on their respective groups. And the classic example was Luke Hodge at Brisbane Mm. and what he's actually done to really bring that young group together. So I I do think that uh, for the Carlton team circa 2018... Dale Thomas definitely has his place, and I, and I think he's been, by and large, pretty commendable in the way he's gone about his work this year because um, the young players we have will will obviously gravitate towards those who who are uh, elder players at the club and, and look to them for guidance. Well, now, speaking of younger players, <coughs> Zach Fisher, if there's been a, a, you know, one of the bright lights of 2018, it's definitely been his development. He wears a very important number to Carlton supporters, and that faith that's been placed in him to do that jump of justice has been well placed. Well, it's a great call, Tony. He, he's been admirable in the way he's gone about his work this year. Love the way he plays. He's a real tearaway around the packs and, and gives Carlton that little bit of nip that, that, that we, we do so desperately need. Um, only a man of slight frame, you yeah. know, but, but gee whiz, he takes it on, doesn't he? And it, it's lovely to watch uh, the way he just uh, dashes around um, around the... Uh, where the contests are, and and uh, he's a nice finisher. You know, he's a, a good decision maker, and uh, I love him. He, he, he's a he's a great little footballer. Yes, he, he is under enormous pressure. You would have thought wearing the number of Jezalenko and and Fev on his back, but he welcomes it. You know, I remember the night at Raheen that he actually met 
both Alex Jezelenko and Bryn Favola uh, there. And um, both uh, great players of the game took young Zach under his wing. So he he appreciates the, the value uh, of the Guernsey number that he wears and, and its place in history. And um, I, I, as a historian here, Tony, at the club, I really uh, take a lot from players like that that do have a, an empathy and respect for those who have come before. And I often think of, um, in that instance, players like Jack Silvani and Patrick Kerr because of their obvious, obvious family ties, yeah. they really understand um, the, 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 the Carlton story and uh, they're respectful of it. And, um, you know, you can't ram history down young players' throats. I understand that, but they have to be mindful um, that this is a, a club that's been around 150 years yeah. and uh, that they follow in the steps of giants. So um, that's the power of Carlton. You know, it has this great history to fall back on and... Um, you know, it should be imparted upon the players you know, when, whenever possible, I feel. Well, I couldn't agree more, Tone. Just to, <clears throat> sorry, cover off Zach Fisher, 22 disposals, eight contested possessions, five tackles, one goal. Um, tackles were not a highlight of Carlton's game on Friday night, it must be said. Patrick Cripps did a lot of the heavy lifting there for four tackles. Well, that's true too, you know, and uh, you can go down swinging or, or you know, the, the, you just sort well, of, you, you know... you die on your feet or you live on your knees. Well, that's so true, isn't it? And, and you know, I, and unfortunately the game really after quarter time just fell away and um, um, the intensity wasn't there and, and you know, that... There's got to be a, a will, doesn't there? Yeah. The, the, the will had probably gone with, with it. Um, and I suppose where Carlton finds itself, you know, heading home towards the end of a long and arduous campaign, it, it's perhaps hard for young minds and bodies to sort of, you know, withstand the rigours. Don't like making excuses, but um, maybe there are mitigating factors. You know, Silvani, I think, mentioned last night how there were 16 players yeah. available through injury. And at a club where... We need them all up and running, Tone. That's it, got to hurt. So well, it does because it affects continuity. It affects the cohesion of the group. Yes, yes. Um, the reliance yes. you can place on somebody that you played with for a long time, for example, you don't have that. No. If, if the list is chopping and changing every week. And, that's true. And just watching the game on Friday night at home, Wayne Carey was making the point just about skills. I mean, you have tired players, especially younger players, who find the rigours of getting through... Uh, a full season, many without, let's say, a full pre-season. Yes. Skills drop off. And as he said, if you if you drop that mark, if you um, miss that tackle, that sort of thing, players who have already run into position are therefore out of position because there has been that turnover or that fumble. And that just affects everything. It does. And, um, so... Uh, he just identified skill errors as the thing that was really killing Carlton mm, at the mm. moment, apart from uh, all the other challenges we Well, faced. that's right. And, and, you know, obviously they've tried to set, you know, uh, um, pressure at the contest as, you know, one of the benchmarks for the club. And when you see that drop off, that does become quite demoralising because, you know, as you said earlier, um, you know, as I said, you know, you want to see your team going down swinging. And uh, that's all you ask. You ask for effort, yeah. and that's what we want to see this weekend, surely. Well, before we quickly uh, preview the Carlton game, Tone, we need your three two ones or your one two threes again. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Again, not an easy task, but... Tough, tough gig. But I went with Ed Kuno uh, Again, I think, Ed, we talk about experience and leadership. Well, I think that's one play that is yeah. providing it. You know, under a fair degree of duress at the moment, Ed Kuno. Um, Kuno boys have you know, had a great year 
each of them in their own way. And uh, Ed just keeps on keeping on. You know, he's a he's a great running running player and um, hard working player. That um, gives his all week in week out. Love love him, Ed. Yeah. Zach, we've already mentioned. I gave two votes to Tone. And three, well, you can't go yeah. past him, can you? P. Cripps, Esquire. Um, he's done it again. And uh, uh, just to see him lead the way, you know, um, it, it, at the moment it looks like it's all falling to him. Yeah. But he, he seems to relish that, you know, uh, you know, bring it on. It, it, that's his, his, his credo. And um, you've got to admire the way he plays, you know, um, whether, whether he's earning the hard pill in the middle and then forced, you know, pushing forward and taking the big grab when we need it. Um, he, he's, he's a phenomenal footballer, and um, let's hope they can lock him in uh, soon. Tone, we we need uh, we need him here for a long, long time. Um, yeah, flying the dark navy blue ensign for his club. That is the most fervent wish of every Carlton supporter. That that signature <coughs> of one P Cribs uh, makes it to the bottom of a contract, hopefully with lots and lots of zeros. More zeros yeah. than the Japanese Air Force, Tone. Yes, you've just handed me your pen, which I will <laughs> forward to Patrick to sign the dotted, dotted line post haste, Oh, I tell you, there'll be a statue. If he signs, there'll be a statue of that bloke outside uh, Princess Park, and well, there should be, just uh, based on current form. He's amazing. We know that. And was it right that um, Brendan Bolton was talking through the week that, you know, he's, he's almost... He almost has to tell Patrick just to pull it back. Well, well, it's the way he plays. You're right. Yeah. It's it's just um, you know some players have that um, appetite for for the contest, and the and the you know the more the more uh, duress there is, the the more he seems to respond to it. Um, uh, you know, he's just a phenomenal footballer. You know, and you, you just look at the makeup of the man, like a six foot five midfielder that. Um, I'd hate to play on him, you know. Oh. You, you know, he's a he's a he's a giant of a man, and um, and I, I really think this year probably is the year that to me seems to have really matured as a player, you know. And um, he's well, competition elite, no doubt yeah. about it. And um, uh, I don't know how we'll fear in the Brownlow Medal this year. I know we've lost a lot of games, but you would think on the sheer weight of numbers that he's got to um, he's got to attract the umpire's eye, surely. Well, you would hope so. You would hope so. Yeah. Now, Tone, thank you for those votes. We're just going to quickly preview the Carlton-Hawthorne game. Sunday, 1-10 at Etihad Stadium. It's a home game for the Blues. We are not wearing what has to be uh, the league's most unpopular away strip. <laughs> anyway, let's not get into I, that. I'll tell you what, Tone, if they'd worn it this week against Hawthorne, they might have got away with it. Possibly. Why do we have... We wore a clash jumper against Hawthorne last time we played them. Yeah, who would know, Tone? The, the, ga- the game works in funny ways, doesn't it? It does. Now, an injury update, because this is obviously key to whatever chances Carlton has of getting over an Alfo. Uh, who we have beaten in the last year? Yes, we have. We've, we've done recently... I remember that fantastic, oh. uh, drought-breaking victory oh. uh, on the day that the 87 Premiers That's came right. back and... Uh, how well I remember interviewing Robert Walls in the rooms after that meritorious victory and to see, you know, Kernahan and um, Craig Bradley and, and Silvani and all those players in the room, that was that was magnificent, a magnificent afternoon for the club. Hopefully they can rebound hard, Tony, and really take it to the Hawks. You know, as you say, we're, our, our recent showings against them have been, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, we've seen them match up pretty well against Hawthorne, so... Um, fingers crossed. Um, you know the the players will acquit themselves well. Come come out hard and and hopefully you know re- return a four quarter performance, which is what we all we all need. Obviously, there's um, some you know dab with Cruiser. You know had that had scare as you 
pointed out earlier, early in the match. Hopefully he'll be okay. I mean, um, Caleb Marchbank uh, mm. bounced back from that similar sort of scare um, the week previous. Um, Wiedering, Lang and, and Matty Wright are all in line for selection tone. So, um, Do we expect Harry McKay to go around again? Well, I imagine would, you would, would based I, on... I'd imagine so. You know, we, in the run over the season, you just want to see Harry get games, yeah. you know, and um, I can't see why he wouldn't be out there, but I'm not a selector, so time will, will tell. All right. Well, look, we watch with interest. Uh, so, again, just to reiterate... Sunday, 110 Etihad Stadium. It is a Carlton home game. Get on down, support the rebuild as it unfolds. And just to um, uh, underscore a point or just to repeat a point you made earlier, Tone, you would get online to have a look at Silvani, um, oh, yes. Stephen Silvani, that, that, talking that, to Footy oh, Classified? Very much so, Tone. I'd imagine that um, that uh, particular piece of footage has gone viral, Tone. It's, uh, people, a lot of people have seen it. So it, it is out there. Uh, I urge you to have a look. And might I say, Tone, just uh, leading into that Hawthorne match, that there is a special moment um, to be celebrated this week, the Hawthorne game, which I probably aren't in a position to divulge details of at the moment. Suffice to say that, um, you know, the club is uh, celebrating multiculturalism in, in um, Australian society. Yeah. Uh, and there will be a, there will be a, a moment um, to be celebrated uh, on match day when Carlton takes on the Hawks this week. So okay. um, a, a poignant moment will, will, will happen and it, it, I'm sure it will attract um, t- attract interest from um, media outlets everywhere. Stephen Silvani's mum is cooking pasta for everyone <laughs> at the game, I hope. Rita, Rita oh, it would not surprise me if Rita, uh, you know, whipped up a very quick, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, risotto mushroom. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, she's, she's, she's obviously a, a, a very um, a significant presence in the rooms, as a rule. Yeah. Still gets down there with uh, her grandsons, uh, young Ben and Tom, to support Jack. Um, so I dare say Rita will be, um, yes, be floating around the concourse and, and, and in hopefully the winner's circle after the game don't. Would hope so. Maybe Mill Hannah there handing out the falafels. Fingers <laughs> crossed, we hope. Uh, get on down, uh, see Carlton v Hawthorne. We need to support the uh, support the club and, you know, you go for those moments that we mentioned earlier and to be able to say, you know, I was there when Harry Mackay kicked his first or, you know, or, Whatever or it that is. sort of thing. You'll be there, Tone. <laughs> yes, that is definitely the plan. And uh, we'll see you in the rooms afterwards, Tone, singing We Are the Old Dark Navy Blues. That's it. I, I, I still remember the words, Tony. Don't worry about that. Good, good. All right, well, thank you to our uh, producer, Lucy Jamison. We will catch you next week on The Two Tones. Go Blues. Go Blues. Go Blues.